Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, April the 18th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A in the third Sunday of Easter. And on the Tuesday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And so we find ourselves in Psalm 116. We're going to read verses 1 through 4 and then jump to 12 through 19. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection. And then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning and when I rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 116, verses 1 through 4 and verses 12 through 19. I love the Lord because he hears my request for mercy. I call out to him as long as I live because he listens closely to me. Death's ropes bound me. The distress of the grave found me. I came face to face with trouble and grief. So I called on the Lord's name. Lord, please save me. What can I give back to the Lord for all the good things he has done for me? I lift up the cup of salvation. I call on the Lord's name. I'll keep the promises I made to the Lord in the presence of all of God's people. The death of the Lord's faithful is a costly loss in his eyes. Oh yes, Lord, I'm definitely your servant. I'm your servant and the son of your female servant. You freed me from my chains. So I'll offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to you and I'll call on the Lord's name. I'll keep the promises I made to the Lord in the presence of all of God's people, in the courtyards of the Lord's house, which is in the center of Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. This is the word of God for us. So it's interesting what life does to us. Uh, there's a tide of things that come in, and sometimes we're prepared for it, and sometimes we're not, right? And if we're going to be people of faith, then we need to search for a spirituality that includes all of it, that allows us that if the tide of life brings good things, that we can embrace it as gift and to embrace it uh, and to steward it and to not let it get to our heads, I guess we could say. And if the tide brings in stuff of like devastation, of hardship, uh, that we don't uh, fall completely into despair. Um, so how do we do that? Like how, how can we do that? I mean, just yesterday at the time of this recording, I was leading the Sunday school class here at church and we we're collecting, you know, praise and prayer requests. And in that same, you know, five, 10 minute span, you had a request um, for like care and concern for a family because they just lost uh, their grandchild um, to um, suicide, but also had a praise of uh, a couple that had, twin grandbabies that were doing fine and um, even though there were some forecasts like maybe the delivery in the early days of their childhood would be hard it's actually turned out for the better and so they've been spared hardship upon hardship in that regard so how do we deal with it like are we you know what one could conclude if they weren't uh, faithful to the christian god they could say well maybe there's just two gods out there maybe more and one brings calamity and one brings good stuff and we have to try to appease both of them so that the good god doesn't go away and forget us and we have to appease the bad god so that uh, we don't have you know trouble and hardship show up on our doorstep right but that's not our christian confession uh, we believe that there's one god we, we believe in a we call a creational monotheism right that's a good theological term that means that there's a one good creator god created the world uh, placed us within it as his image bearing creatures and we get to 
co-labor with God in his plan uh, to the ends of the earth, right? And so that means all of existence now tangently relates to the God that we worship, right? And uh, there are many different renderings of how we deal, particularly with the hard stuff in life. Uh, There's perspectives all over the Christian spectrum about, about why hardship enters into our life. And there's a fair bit of those perspectives that have to deal with this is either a learning moment or this is some sort of a, a re- response or a consequence for some actions and so on and so forth. But most of it is still shrouded in mystery. And so what I love about the Psalms is that it allows us to see what happens, what happened to other people like in the past, like others who are trying to be faithful and who are trying to wreck in their life and deal with the circumstances that the tide of human experience brought into their life. Like how do they, how do they respond? How do they deal with it? I think the opening words to Psalm 116 are some of the most famous in all the Psalter. Um, I do like the way that uh, the common Common English Bible says, and this is the first time that I read it in this translation, but it says, I love the Lord because he hears my request for mercy. I'll call out to him as long as I live because he listens closely to me. And as we look into the context of why these prayers are being shared and why these requests are coming to God. It's not because of the good things that are happening. It's because of hardship. I mean, you can look at some of the other language right after. It's like, I, I call out to him as long as I live because he listens closely to me. Verse three, death's ropes bound me. The distress of the grave found me. I came face to face with trouble and grief. So this psalmist has like these two things colliding within the soul. Tremendous hardship. I mean, to be able to say the phrase, I came face to face with trouble and grief that the distress of the grave found me. I mean, that's heavy. Like that's not someone just being extra. That's a person dealing with something really significant, right? And so for this person to say in the midst of that, I call out to God and he hears my cry for mercy. And not only does it bring some sort of like a consolation in the moment, but it also like causes the psalmist to want to pray again and again. I will call out to the Lord as long as I live because he's heard my cry for mercy. Other translations say because he's inclined his ear to my prayers. What a stunning, stunning image about a God who's so busy running other parts of the world that he would still look at you and I in our prayer time, in our moment when we're crying out to him. He still listens to us. He inclines his ear as he's also managing all the other cares this world. And I love the the final refrains uh, of this psalm that says, I'll lift up the cup of salvation. I'll call on the Lord's name. I'll keep the promises made to the Lord in the presence of all God's people. The death of the Lord's faithful is a costly loss in his eyes. This person is relating to God and that relationship seems to be deepening even in during a season of hardship, right? I think one of the things that we're tempted to do when we know a, a friend or a companion who is going through hardship is to jump in there and to try to protect God because uh, we're afraid that our friend, because they're going through something so hard, they're going to be tempted to blame God. Um, maybe what we should be doing it instead, instead of like jumping in there with these like, you know, certainty and proofs and you know one-liners that we've heard in sermons and and other occasions at church, we should just walk along our friend and we should pray with them and pray for them. I think Psalm one sixteen gives us the license to say. This, this might be a long season, but uh, just as this psalmist you know, was able to draw near to God through the circumstance, maybe our friend and companion will as well. And maybe their conclusion will be just like the psalmist, where they 
know that God hears them in their prayers, that he inclines his ear, and that because of that, they will call on God as long as they live, even if the circumstance doesn't change, right? I think there, there's just a lot that, uh, more we can say there. But this is where I, I love that refrain from the book of Ecclesiastes, that God is in heaven, we're on earth, therefore I let our words be few. And it's not like, hey, like know your role and don't speak to God in bold and demonstrative ways. That's not what the scripture would conclude. I mean, look at the book of Job. For crying out loud, Job is asking for a court case to be convened where God is the defendant and he's the prosecutor. I mean, it's not that. What it is, is just saying there's a lot that's ex- ex- that's exchanged between a person and God after the, after the words of prayer exhausted. But that person can dwell in the presence of the Lord. And even though words aren't exchanged, presence is discerned. And because of that, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to experience in that moment. We may not find a ton of enjoyment because the circumstances are tough, but nevertheless, we can bond together with our God. So I I say this particularly for people who are going through hardship. I mean, all of us have something and I'm not trying to uh, water it down, say my hardship's the same as yours. There's no doubt that your hardship's probably deeper than mine. But perhaps something that we can learn on the surface of this Psalm is that uh, whatever we're going through, God wants to go through it with us to the point he wants to incline his ear to our prayers. And he wants his presence to be felt, even if words aren't exchanged. So in the next segment, I'm just going to offer a prayer for those of us who are going through struggle and that we would have the courage to let God be God, to let us be us, to be honest about our struggle and our suffering and for God uh, to dwell with us. And even if reasons aren't given or words are exchanged, we would know his nearness because as the scripture says, his nearness is for our good. So with those things in mind, let's pray to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you today that you're with us, that you're with us in the times when things are most pleasant, that you're with us in times when things are most uh, devastating. And we thank you that it all belongs in our relationship. God, we seek to find answers, uh, maybe a certainty of why these things are happening, or maybe a certainty how how we can avoid hardships. But we know all that's shrouded in mystery. But we know something that's quite certain is that you want to be with us, that you want to be present, that you incline your ear and we cry out for mercy. So God, I pray for my friends in the midst of struggle. I pray that um, whatever happens today, if if matters get worse or if matters get a little bit better, that uh, they would sense that you're there with them and that you would comfort them uh, during this time. God, we pray for particularly people who've uh, experienced great loss in their life in this season. Uh, they lost a loved one, and they feel like they're in free fall. We do pray that you draw especially near to them, that you would bind them up and comfort them, and allow their life to be put back together by your grace and care. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.